0: Welcome back, everybody. Um, unfortunately, the gal who was supposed to be here this past hour forgot her ID, but it's okay. We are back. This is Deathropology, by the way, brought to you by Radio DePaul. We are so sorry that instead of our good good host, you had to listen to you 2 before our show came on.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, the shade. You know what's funny is like mm-hmm. the whole take. It, have you ever watched the movie Taken? No. Her whole thing is she went to France to see U2, like follow oh the the whole U2 tour. <laughs> and that's when she gets faken. Like, kid, it's like, it's like <laughs> I I, I don't know. I don't know any 20 year old who would go across Europe to watch U2. Like, I know, no, no hate.
0: I mean, did U2 like pay to be the band? I don't know. I
1: just think it's funny it was U2 because you just brought that up.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> My name is
1: Misha and... My name is Jeffrey. We hope you guys had a great... Well, if you celebrate a great Thanksgiving. Fun fact. Oh, and my fun fact of the week is I've been obsessed with Coral Island. It's a game by an Indonesian developer. It's kind of like Stardew Valley and has like a very diverse cast. Like there's different people of races, gender identities, disability. Like I really like it so far. It's very common common relaxing. It's an early access. It's been a lot of fun. Not sponsored.
0: Mm-mm. My fun fact is that I've been slowly working my way through the random CDs that are out in the lobby of the radio studio, and most of them aren't. They're okay, actually.
1: Mm. Is there any that have caught your eye?
0: Uh, not really. I think it's because I grabbed them based on like the album art, mm. which isn't the, the way to really go. Yeah. A lot of the CDs also don't really... Um, like, explain what kind of music they make. So it's mm. sort of, you get what you get. And uh, it might be something you never listen to mm-hmm. normally, anyways. Anyways.
1: Yeah, Do you know what's funny? I was at a, um, first, we were first shopping the other day, and I went into the CD section, and almost all the albums I put out were all people on American Idol who never really made it big. It was oh, all of their sure. CDs there. It was kind of sad.
0: Huh. I don't know. I've tried to find some other musicians online, and I haven't had mm. success. Yeah. A little bit bad. Anyways, uh, that's not what this episode is about at all. We do have an hour, so there's a lot of wiggle room.
1: Yeah, you're probably going to hear a lot of rambling.
0: But (laughs) this week, because we have an hour, we're going to be, well, I'll be updating my advance directive because there are some changes I want to make from when I first filled it out when I was 18, and then Jeffrey here is going to be filling his out for the first time. Ooh. As it only took two years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we did an episode about advanced directives earlier this year, actually. It was episode 21 with Professor Klugman. And just as a quick refresher, an advanced directive is basically something a person can fill out declaring what medical in- interventions they would or would not want in case you're harmed in some way and can't make decisions. Uh, decisions are just being made like in advance you know yeah and somebody else makes those decisions on your behalf who is called your medical power of attorney and essentially you want that person to be like somebody who will be objective in an emergency situation involving you you know
1: yeah so try to avoid people who think like, you, it's okay to have, like, emotional people in your life, but they may not be the best person for this situation.
0: Yeah. Because I think, well, right now my mom is my medical power of attorney. Yeah. But I do sometimes worry about, like, whether or not she would make an emotional decision or the decision that I have on my paperwork.
1: Well, I think that goes with any family member or, yeah. like, a really close friend. Like, they can say that now, but, like, when you're actually in the situation, it can't be easy for them.
0: Oh, not at all. And you also uh, don't pick a stranger, obviously. Yeah. Like there, there, there's a... That's the most difficult part, I think, is trying to find somebody who will, you know, still be there for you, but won't be so attached to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: But... So we have a few different ones. Jeffrey has the Illinois short version. Yeah, the
1: statutory short form.
0: The one that I originally filled out is, uh, it's like 27 pages, and it's from Drake University out in Iowa, actually. It's really comprehensive and nice, uh, where it has like four different scenarios and five different, no, six different interventions. So the first situation is if my doctor has definitely determined that I have a condition that will shortly cause my death and I am unconscious or otherwise unable to speak for myself, then my wishes regarding the use of the following would be. And then the interventions are CPR, mechanical breathing, artificial nutrition, hydration, pain meds, antibiotics, and blood or blood products. And those six options are the same, whereas the four situations like, situations kind of ease up as you're going along. Yeah. The fourth situation is that you're still... You have a good chance of recovery, Mm. basically. The fourth is... The first situation is the most extreme. You're probably not going to live the first is the least. Yeah. I don't know. I think it is really interesting. If you are interested in filling out your own advanced directive, you just look up, like, your state and then advanced directive. But you also don't have to they're not state specific like yours says Illinois statutory short form yeah it's partially cuz you're you have an Illinois ID right yes and that's also because like this document was written in Illinois
1: yeah i think these i think this is more like just like a recommendation based off the Illinois government than yeah. actual like this is what you have to do
0: yeah cuz advanced directors can cross state borders i'm filling out mine like as an iowa thing but i'm most likely to get into an accident like in chicago just because i spend more time here right Mm. so it's still the iowa forms technically but it'll be respected regardless i guess is the gist of it (coughs) but i don't know I remember when I first filled this out, I put, like, do not want for all six options. And I think I'm changing pain medications to do want.
1: Yeah. So do you want to go over, like, each of the things for, like, your first um, situation?
0: Yeah. So the, situa- the first one is that you definitely have something that's going to kill you, basically. Mm. Like, you're at least 30 seconds away from death.
1: So it's like, do not resuscitate if I, like, cross over, kind of.
0: Yeah, a DNR has to be written by a doctor and updated pretty often. But this is sort of, like, my values are such that I wouldn't really want to.
1: Yeah, and for those who don't know, like, let's talk about how, like, so for a DNR, do you get that done by your doctor at a physical? Like, for example. Mm.
0: You would have it if you're already pretty close to dying,
1: Okay. Like, or you already have, like, medical, like, probably a extensive medical history, like a, maybe a terminal illness or okay.
0: something like that. Actually, last year, uh, my grandpa had DNR orders. And essentially, it's because he w- had a seizure back in June. He was bedbound until his death then. Uh, but in that month leading up to it, he had DNR orders that were, like, written and updated. Like every day, because mm. it's like, even if you try to, like, performing CPR is actually really intense.
1: Yeah. it's A, a lot of people don't realize how much it's a lot of effort to. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just to say, I'm just saying it's a lot of muscle movement. Like, it's a lot of, like, it can really win someone who's actually performing it. Because well, you like, if you're doing it good, you're supposed to, like, break someone's yeah. ribs.
0: And you can hear it, too. Yeah. And it's like, even if you try to resuscitate somebody who's already pretty close to death, all you're doing is breaking their bones right before they're dying. Yeah. And that's kind of, that that's really cruel. I wouldn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> so I put I don't want CPR. <laughs> um mechanical breathing. I don't think I want I think as long as I have pain meds, I'm okay. Like if I'm going to be dying anyways, mm-hmm. which is the prompt basically. Then all I would really want are pain meds.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so you use uh, SL, so no to the rest, and then pain meds for situation one. Yeah. What are some of the other categories of the six? I, cannot, I can't really read them from here.
0: Oh, so there's CPR, mechanical breathing, artificial nutrition, hydration, pain meds, antibiotics, and blood or blood project products.
1: Mm, okay. Okay. For me personally, I'm not doing that one, but I'd probably agree with you. And maybe the blood, maybe the blood one, because I could see as a blood transfusion. That's just a maybe, though. It would I'd de- be, I would put like a string dependent on depending on the situation. Probably not, though. So yeah. I think I'm aligning with you there.
0: Because there are four categories: is I want, I do not want, I am undecided, and I want to try.
1: I'd probably put I want to try or undecided on that one, the blood one.
0: Yeah, I think. I I guess the emergency scenario that plays in my head is always a car accident, so I'm already losing a lot of blood. Yeah. Would it be futile, or am I injured in such a way that...
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Would
0: blood be useful? Mm, (laughs) I don't know. Okay. The second situation is if I am unconscious from an accident or severe illness, and there is no known hope of recovering conscious awareness of my environment, But machines and drugs could keep my body alive for years. And my wishes regarding the use of the following would be. So basically, like, if I'm in, like, a, what is it, PVS, Permanent vegetative state? Or persistent vegetative state? A persistent. I think, and then it also says, like, in an irreversible coma or brain death situation. And it's like. I want none of the above, because if I'm not gonna live anyways, or if I'm not around to enjoy life,
1: for uh, for me, I'd have like a pacification, I, like a pacific thing, give me like a month maybe, mm. but I wouldn't want that long term. But that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I'll put pain meds as want to try.
1: <laughs> yeah give me i would probably do the pain meds and um well i'm already on the pain meds. i'll be on the artificial you probably be on the artificial nutrition then too maybe or is that no, is that always. for no. yeah that's yeah you're right you're right never mind take I that back
0: tend to be like
1: that's you know, like long term that's like long term right and call... yeah. yeah okay
0: well i don't know i've read books about like how they insert the tubes and do all of that mm. i don't know it just seems really uncomfortable
1: yeah I, yes. I don't feel like I feel like it's really uncomfortable not probably when it's in you, but when you wake up and see it I feel like that's probably very distressing.
0: oh my god yeah yeah I don't know I've never been in that type of situation I'm still at a point in my life where uh I haven't gone to the hospital like for myself I've only ever gone to like, visit other people mm. so it makes me nervous to think about. The day where that might not be the case. I've been like
1: partially incubated for her oh. pneumonia. That's scary. But it's it was more of like they gave me like a long inhaler and they had to sh- my mom had to shove it down my throat at home, oh. and to help me breathe. How old were you? Um, I was in elementary school, oh. so pretty young.
0: Jeez. that's scary. Yeah. But we are at our first intermission. We're gonna do the second one at the forty-five minute mark. So. Prepare yourself for a brief ad, and then all I want for Christmas is you by My Chemical Romance. (laughs) Alrighty, welcome back everybody. I hope that put you in a festive mood. Uh, I know it's still November, but we only have three of these Winter Intercession episodes, so I gotta milk it, in all honesty. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have two more little situation things to read. And then we're moving to Jeffrey's stuff, so I'll try to make mine a little bit quicker.
1: you got plenty of time. We're only at 20.
0: True. (laughs) (laughs) Situation three is if I become permanently confused or have declined mentally so that I am not capable of caring for myself or being a part of any meaningful interaction with family and friends, such as Alzheimer's disease, multiple strokes, or dementia, and I become ill, then my wishes regarding the use of the following would be... So, I don't want CPR. I don't know how I... Pain meds are like I want for all of them, mm-hmm. pretty much. I feel the same. Because it's just like not how I want to go. Um, I think blood or blood products wouldn't really even come into question here.
1: Yeah, probably. Or it
0: kind of depends on what the accident is. So I'm just going to put undecided i think i'm gonna put undecided for most of them because it's honestly more like i don't know i feel
1: like you, some of the stuff listed there is that you can get when you just get older naturally so i don't know if i get it yeah. if i get it from an accident if i'm just less worthy of life if that makes sense like i don't know like
0: yeah or if i have alzheimer's you know, I'm not going to always be in the hospital Yeah. We're always in a nursing facility. Um, I know, I used to know somebody who, like, their mom had Alzheimer's for the last 10 or so years. And she, like, she took care of her at home for the most part, which is really impressive. But it was also really difficult. Yeah. But also, like, it also means, like, I don't know if I would need... Mechanical breathing, if I had Alzheimer's, or
1: yeah, I get like what you mean.
0: What kind of stroke did I have? Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. So I put un- undecided for mechanical breathing, artificial nutrition, hydration. I put I want pain meds, and then undecided for antibiotics and blood or blood products because mm-hmm. it's just so mm-hmm. like makes sense to me. Open,
1: very open interpretation there,
0: yeah. And then the fourth one is kind of the most survivable. It's if I am healthy and am in an accident or suffer some illness making me unable to make my wishes known, and my condition is potentially reversible, in the opinion of my doctor, then my wishes regarding the use of the fallen would be. I think I'm going to put I want to try for all of them.
1: Yeah, see, if I have, like, a 10% chance, you better give me that chance. <laughs> it's kind of how where I'm at. Um.
0: it's more of like a 50 percent i don't know because it depends on the definition of reversible also or like the degree of reversibility you know Mm. like i don't know if i lose a leg or something i'd like to think that i could recover from that yeah but if i you know couldn't wipe my own butt for the rest of my life but i was otherwise completely conscious and like i don't know Mm. I think I would just get like a bidet and all those little remotes and I don't know <laughs> I think that's how I'd have to manage because like, I can't have another person wiping my butt absolutely not <laughs> no I don't know like even yeah. when I'm 80 or like in my late 80s well you already had someone wiping
1: happens. your butt when you were a baby
0: <laughs> I know but like
1: <sighs> Okay. Let's never l- again yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Being a baby was so traumatizing. Uh, let's move no. on from this. <laughs> like that's the, that's my personal thing is that I just I want I want restroom independence, mm. at least. <laughs> that's the bare minimum. Uh, you can't really put that in here, but you can also. I think this one in particular has a little notebook section, so you can write sort of extra, like things about your values and. Like I could write down in that section, like it is so important to me that I can wipe my own butt. Mm. I love wiping my own butt so much that, you know, something like that. But uh, this one gives you a little checklist for like review the survey, uh, complete the situations worksheet, which is what we just did on air. Choose an agent, talk to your agent, talk to others, complete the form, and you do have to have two witness signatures for this one in particular and then i'm filling this out on my computer right now but i'm probably going to print like two or three copies of the filled out form to give to people to sign Mm -hmm. rather than like having it on my computer because it doesn't really work too well on my computer which is guarded by a password that only i know and
1: yeah that makes sense yeah pretty much it. All right. it All right. Should we start going over mine then, I guess? Uh, so obviously mine's going to have a little sensitive information, so I'm not going to read that out loud. I'm just going to talk you through my thought process before I write it down and maybe give you some suggestions from both of us for yours. So my name, uh, Jeffrey, and then you don't get to know the rest. You can look at my Instagram if you're that nosy. So we'll just go with that. Okay, so that's the first part of my thing is your full name. So I'm putting my middle name as well, I guess. Um, and then it wants my address, which you definitely don't need to know. So at this moment, I expect you guys to be writing your address as we do the Swarm Together Live. <laughs> yeah,
0: you guys, you guys did, the, did the work, right? You guys printed out the papers while we were playing cam. You guys are here <laughs> thinking about your own values too, right? I've
1: been trying to
0: get my mom to fill an advance directive for... for
1: How's that back going? Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh... Okay, my agent name, I'm not going to say who it is, but it's an immediate family member, and maybe that's who you want to go with yours, or maybe yours could be, like, a very close friend or extended family member that you trust implicitly. Then the next thing on my sheet, it says your agent's address. So, I'm really bad at remembering addresses, so I had to pull up my... A- Pull up my address book because I can't remember numbers to save my life. But my agent is out of state, so hopefully they answer their phone. <laughs>
0: they're not like half the world away, though, right? They're no, still no, no. In a reasonable time zone. No, they're
1: they're only a few states away. Okay. Yeah, they're only one hour off of our time zone,
0: so. Imagine if I'm like ask my dad to be my agent where he lives like thirteen hours away. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, that would be so chaotic. And then, like, the
0: worst phone call ever.
1: And then they charge you fees for like the long distance while you're in the hospital. I don't know. I'm just saying, imagine, Probably. like, that would just.
0: Will do anything to get your money.
1: <laughs> Girl, all right. The next thing on my sheet is it wants my agent's number, which I definitely don't know at the top of my head. so, pulling up my phone book because I to do research. Yeah. Okay. Gosh.
0: See, that's another. Thing. I
1: feel like I remember I memorized numbers as a child and then as an adult like we got touch phones and I've become so lazy
0: oh I remember three phone numbers
1: I remember my number
0: oh so if we're counting our own numbers I remember four cause... I know
1: two I know the police
0: <laughs> I, I know four people in my life one including me
1: okay. the next one pla- uh Please check this box if applicable. If a, if a guardian of my person is to be appointed, I nominate the agent acting under this, power, under this power of attorney as guardian. Yep. Okay, my agent can make. Should I read like this little bullet point list just so you know it's on the sheet? Since we have time, mm-hmm. okay. my agent can make healthcare decisions for me, including deciding to accept, withdraw, or decline treatment for any physical or mental condition of mine, including life and death decisions. Agreeing to admit or discharge me from any hospital, home, or other institution, including a mental health facility, having complete access to my medical and mental health records, and sharing them with others as needed, including after I die. We're gonna put a asterisk on the third one. Uh, if it's someone pertaining to be my friend, I want you to do a background check. I'm just mm-hmm. okay. For Carrying out the plans I have already made, or if I have not done so, making decisions about my body or remains, including organ, tissue, or whole body donation, autopsy, cremation, and burial. So, um, I'm already an organ donor on my ID card, so I'm definitely going to tell them. Look at my ID. <laughs> but I need. It, so I have a question for you, Misha. So I'm an organ donor, but I didn't really go into specifics. There is this like the type of place. Is this the sheet where you would go into specifics about well, what organs you'd want to donate? Or is that, like, a oh, separate sheet?
0: Are there specific organs that you don't want to donate? Yeah,
1: I'd like eyes for my funeral. Oh. If that makes sense. <laughs> and, like, my like my frontal skin. You don't just...
0: have an open casket?
1: Oh, I mean, if I, my. I'm saying... I don't know. I want to... Do, I want technically want to get cremated, but I don't know mm-hmm. if my they want to do anything before I get cremated. So I don't know if I want to donate that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because I think essentially what they do when you're an organ donor is that they kind of restuff you so you look Mm. normal in the So, but you're also wearing clothing
1: because i remember i've watched medical i know this is not accurate but i watched medical do where really ask the family member about what organs they'd want to donate specifically Interesting. and like i remember the doctor got in trouble because it was her first time as a doctor and she asked this stuff very insensitively to the lady Mm. so she's like oh what about like like she's planning the guy's funeral and she's like what about the eyes and and then the head doctor is like there's a way you should talk like to the patient like you should yeah you should, like all right, um Hey, okay, i authorize my agent to please check only one box if no box is checked or if more than one box is checked the directive in the first box shall be implemented so every first box is checked okay the first box out of three says make decisions for me only when i cannot make them for myself the physicians taking care of me will determine when i lack this ability the second is a mouthful so get ready Make decisions for me only when I cannot make them for myself. The physicians taking care of me will determine when I lack this ability. Starting now, for the purpose of assisting me with my health care plans and decisions, my agent shall have complete access to my medical and mental health records, the authority to share them with others as needed, and the complete ability to communicate with my personal physicians and other health care providers, including the ability to require an opinion of my physician assoever I lack the ability to make decisions for myself. That's giving Britney Spears oh. conservatorship. That is a no. All right. Third one.
0: Well, I think it's just saying that your doctors would need to look at your medical records before they make a judgment.
1: No, it's saying as of this moment, though, like before I'm in that, like the person can have access before I'm in the predicament to my records. Oh. And that's giving conservatorship. Mm -hmm. So I don't want that. Step three, make decisions for me starting and continuing after I am no longer able to make them for myself while I'm still able to make my own decisions. I can still do so if I want to. I don't really get the di- the difference between the first and third one.
0: Uh, well, it's well, like they'll well, be able to make your decisions, like even when you're kind of brought back.
1: Right? If the, if the physician said so. Okay, we'll just go with the first yeah. one because that seems less complicated to understand. Sense. <laughs> okay. What will happen if I do not choose a healthcare agent? Uh if you become unable to make your own healthcare decisions and you are not named an agent in writing your position and other healthcare providers will ask a family member, friend, or guardian to make decisions for you. In Illinois, a law directs which of these individuals will be consulted. In that law, each of these individuals is called a surrogate. There are a few reasons why you want to name an agent, then rely on a surrogate. One, the person or people listed by this law may or may not may not be who you want to make decisions for you. Like It could be like a relative you're no longer speaking to just because they're in the most immediate. Yeah. Some family members or friends might not be able or willing to make decisions as you would want them to. Family members and friends may disagree with another about the best decisions. Under some circumstances, a surrogate may not be able to make the same kind of decisions that an agent can make. Hmm, okay. I don't know if I want to read all these sheets because I'm not really answering all of them, but I'll give you like a synopsis. So this one says... What if there is no one available whom i trust to be my agent it says um to talk to your physician over health care providers and written and write written guidance about what you will not want if you're critically ill so that way you can express your wishes and like it would be like a living well um write down like with your physicians health care providers like in a chart that way they can g- help guide for the process while you're um unable to do so for yourself
0: oh yeah do you have like a regular physician that you go to no not right now okay neither do i so i guess what's the other option of like what if you don't get along with any of your relatives or and you don't have friends which is like very worst case scenario then
1: you're gonna have like a surrogate as like a random doctor is that like, gonna be deter- would it
0: be like the doctor like that's taking care of you i think so yeah. you just have to happen to have your living will on your person
1: yeah so Probably, yeah. Because
0: I don't carry my living will with me all the time.
1: Maybe we're going to have to do that QR code thing Klugman was talking about.
0: Maybe. Because mm. I used to have the little like printout card that came with... When you print out the I one, it has a little card that you can fill out with your information and your uh, decision makers, your power of attorney's information. Yeah. But I got rid of it because it was just paper, and it was really... It got grody really quick.
1: Mm. I don't know. I, what do I do once this form I complete it? So as we said, you um, you have the form. You have your witness sign it. This does not have to be notarized. Um, you give a copy to your agent and any successor agents you name in your document. And you give a copy. If you have a regular physician you see, then you would give it to them. And uh, yeah, if I change your mind, you can change it in your mind. You just fill out a new form. Um, what do I want? What do? Sorry. What if I do not want to use this form? In event you don't want to use the Illinois statutory form provided here, any document you complete must be executed by you designate an agent who is over 18 years of age and not prohibited from serving as your agent, and state the agent's powers, but it it need not be witnessed or conform in any other respect to statutory health care power.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: That's kind of nervous, though. I feel like people could forge that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, We might want to rework that law, Illinois, a bit. Um, Okay.
0: I wonder what that process would be in Iowa, because I didn't find any forms like that for Iowa. Yeah. Because I think yours is just the power of attorney one. Yeah. So it's like assigning a person and what their powers are specifically, rather than necessarily being like, uh, like, these are my exact values, like notes in the margins kind of deal
1: oh also clarifies i didn't read this part for some reason but it says um so like what do your agents actually do so it says your agents talk with physicians and other healthcare providers about your condition see medical records and prove who else can see them give permission for medical tests medicines surgeries or other treatments choose where you receive care and which physicians and others provide it Decide to accept, withdraw, or decline treatments designed to keep you alive if you are near-death or not likely to recover. You may choose to to include guidelines and or restrictions into your agent's authority. Agree or decline to donate your organs or your whole body if you have not already made this decision for yourself. This can include donation for transplant research and or education. You should let your agent know whether or not you registered as a donor in the first-person consent registry maintained by the Illinois Secretary of State wherever you have agreed to donate your whole body for medical research and our education. Decide what to do with your remains after you have died if you have not already made plans. Talk with your other loved ones to help come to a decision, but your designated agent will have the final say over your other loved ones. Your agent is not automatically responsible for your healthcare expenses. So, who should you choose? They need to be 18, know you well, you can trust them to carry out your will, would be comfortable talking with and questioning your physicians and other healthcare providers, would not be too upset to carry your wishes if you become very sick, and can be there for you when you need it and is willing to accept this important role. And then it says, What if your agent does not accept? Well, that's why you have a second and third agent named in the will, and hopefully one of the t- out of the two accept. Oh,
0: the one I filled out doesn't have that.
1: Has just yeah. one uh, so here is like this. Like remember, how you had like four different things and like six specific. <laughs> mine just has this
0: mm-hmm.
1: little page. Okay. Well, actually, we're almost at ad break time. Do oh you my want, God, are we? Yeah, you want to do the second ad, then we can finish this when we come back.
0: Yeah, that is a good idea. Uh, we will be back in just a few minutes. I'm going to be playing "Every Snowflake Is Different, Just Like You" by My Chemical Romance. We'll be right back. Song goes by i was just thinking about the music video yeah was, drives me drives me nuts i love that they were all like recent dads pretty much when it came out because it's with yoga Gabba, Gabba.
1: yeah anyways
0: whatever right that doesn't matter um this is you
1: yeah so the next part of my sheet is talking about life-sustaining injuries and this is another mouthful so get ready <laughs> The subject of life-sustaining treatment is of particular importance. Life-sustaining treatments may include tube feedings or fluids through a tube. I don't like how that sounds. Breathing machines and CPR. In general, in making decisions concerning life-sustaining treatment, your agent is instructed to consider the relief of suffering, the quality as well as the possible extension of your life and your previously expressed wishes. Your agent will weigh the burdens versus benefits. Of proposed treatments and making the decisions on your behalf. Additional s- statements concerning the withholding or removal of life-sustaining treatment are described below. These can serve as guides for your agent when making decisions for you. Ask your physician or healthcare provider if you have any questions about these statements. Select only one statement below that, that best expresses your wh- wishes. Okay, right, so we're going to go over the two options. You guys ready? First, The quality of life is more important than the length of my life. If I am unconscious and my attending physician believes in accordance with reasonable medical standards that I will not wake up or recover my ability to think, communicate with my family and friends, and experience my surroundings, I do not want treatments to prolong my life or delay my death. But I do want treatment or care to make me comfortable to relieve me of pain. The second one says, Staying alive is more important to me. No matter how sick I am, how much I am suffering, the cost of the procedures, or how unlikely my chances for recovery are. I want my life to be prolonged to the greatest extent possible in accordance with reasonable medical standards. So for me, it's quality of life, but I do have um, specific limitations and exceptions. Um, First, I want to at least give me... Some doctors want to rush you off if you're in a coma because... not all, not all doctors. It's select bad ones because they, or- they need more organ donors. I want you to give me, like, one to three months. Like, if I could wake up and there's a chance. Like, have you said there's a small chance, I want that small chance. Because mm. medical miracles are known to happen. Yeah. So, give me that. Um,
0: that second one just sounds kind of like parody to some degree. Like, I know some people that, like, really just want to be alive and alive is all they want to be. Yeah. But I also, I don't know, it's very, it's so far removed from like what my ideals are that just the statement alone is really kind of jarring.
1: I think most people don't ever picture themselves in these situations, so they would of course say that, and then when they actually wake up from that situation, they may have regrets yeah. about what extent was used.
0: Or they might not like have a good idea of like what CPR looks like or yeah like, what certain treatments like like artificial nutrition tubes might feel like.
1: Yeah. So this it's definitely um something you want to think about, like cause different limitations you want to put on or different like expectations you have. Uh right. you must sign this form, and a witness must also sign it for it to be valid. Well, it doesn't have the witness place anywhere. But, oh. Oh, does No, there it is. I thought it was gonna be right below that one. Mm. I hate Did my curse.
0: Call for one witness or two, mine was two.
1: Mine just says one.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Okay. I'm at least eighteen years old. <laughs> oh, this is for you. For me? Yeah. You're my witness, you're here. Oh, I'm the witness. <laughs> you're here. Oh, okay, okay. Doesn't say that you had to be the agent, does it?
0: Okay. Just to check one of the Okay.
1: So what did it ask you, Misha, for the viewers?
0: Um like if I watched Jeffrey sign this document, or if you told me you signed this document. Okay. So it's, yeah, you signed it right in front of me right now. On air. So exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do I put the Iowa address or do I put Illinois address? I should have put it's like
1: team. she's bilingual, but she's by states. Whatever you would call that. <laughs> um,
0: We're going to put. What's on my driver's license?
1: At Olivia Rodrigo. At what? I said at oh. Olivia Rodrigo because the said driver's license. Oh god. <laughs> oh god, it's
0: the 28th today.
1: Yeah. It feels like November flew by. Oh. This year flew by. It's like the years are getting shorter as you get older.
0: You know, technically like there wasn't there an experiment done on like time uh like how people perceive time as they get older.
1: We had to look into that study.
0: Okay. Okay. I that my signature has a stain in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I've retained. And I can't get rid of it.
1: Do you know what my best friend used to do? Mm. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode because this might be a little embarrassing. She used to write her eyes. She used to be so edgy. She would write her eyes with an X instead of a dot. Oh! And her English, she usually gets so mad about it.
0: I feel like that's something I would have done if I cared. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people. I I shouldn't bother me, but I don't like when people dot their eyes. With a circle, yeah, instead of as a dot.
1: Oh, oh, you would have hated me then.
0: Oh, like it's just there's something so off putting about it. Mm. Like I think the Disney font does that, and I really hate it. Yeah, my driver's license has a little smile in it too.
1: Then <laughs> your picture doesn't have it. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh.
0: there is no way to be happy inside the DMV.
1: Uh, do you think we should play music for the next 15 or do you think we should have like a q and a convo just like random questions for each other what do you think is more exciting
0: oh you know i picked up a book recently oh it's called the last doctor and i'll i'll lend it to you or if you want to like buy it for yourself because it's really interesting mm. it's have you heard about the assisted death programs in canada
1: no not in canada but i have like i've heard about different programs just not in canada specifically
0: so in canada it's this thing called MAID, and I. Yeah, not for the life of me remember what it stands for. The book is in my backpack out in the lobby but not here in the studio itself and it's essentially I think they announced in 2015 it was implemented in 2016 Mm. and the book is essentially about one of the doctors who like jumped on the bandwagon pretty much right in 2015 to design a program for it for her hospital and how she's I'm only like 20 pages in I think I'm a little scared though because the chapters are set up as like case studies
1: oh okay
0: but I don't know I think there's something about messing with like the time that you die that weirds me out a little bit Mm. you know yeah like dying at 10 a.m. on the dot Mm. is a really weird idea yeah rather than like dying at I don't know to kind of suddenly. Mm. I don't know. Because I just, I don't know if I could do that. Because I've seen some implementations of it that have been really questionable. Yeah. Like doctors sort of pushing, like, people our age. Yeah. To enter the MAID program for, like, mental health reasons. Mm. Rather than just kind of distributing mental health resources. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about that that weirds me out. Do you have any any thoughts on that? Mm. I'm a little scared about reading this book.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. It sounds stressful a little bit going into it.
0: I don't know, because like, do you think you could ever do that? Like schedule this the day and hour pretty much that you're gonna go. No. Yeah, I don't know, because. The prologue mentioned this woman who set up a playlist and threw a party and everybody she knew was there. And it's, like, I don't know. Because it's partially, like, I, I can respect her decision and what she went through and all that. But it's also, like, all of her support systems are here in the same house as her, letting her die rather than being a good support system. There's something about that that's, like,
1: bothersome to me. Hmm. Yeah, I just, it makes me think about when I did that episode about bad endings, it's about, like, I think some people find, a catharsis in a bad ending rather than a good ending for some people. Like, I, I don't know what it is about it, because there's, like, a scientific study that's, like, more relatable of, like, a story ends badly, because then you can relate to, like, especially if you're not in a good place like seeing other people happy like can like i guess trigger you like i don't Uh, (laughs) so dare you yeah (laughs)
0: gosh
1: no i i just it just makes you think about stuff like that like i'm just thinking like as a support system to someone it's it's like this two-way street because it's you want to support them but you also don't you also want to their lost memories of you to be good and you don't want to be the person right. who tries to like make them i don't know how to put this like of course you want to extend someone's time but like you don't want to be the only person doing it because then it comes off like they can try to make it seem like you're a selfish one because you're trying right. to make me do something i don't want to do and like this and that and i don't know
0: yeah do you think it's
1: sense. like a herd mentality thing like at the end like they're all like she wants everybody to be happy so they're all just like getting along to go along
0: I think it's something like that but I also think it's I don't know like I think about like my own friends and family and like right now I'm at a place where like things are pretty good right yeah but like what about like 10 or 20 years from now when like my family is kind of old (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) uh like what then like what will my support systems look like then and will they have failed me so much to the degree that I fill out all this paperwork to let me die yeah you know because like the first like in the prologue she's talking about this woman who's 45 years old and it just feels like I don't know
1: yeah it's very young nowadays
0: yeah Cause it also just feels like not even her family or support systems or I don't want to say that they failed because I don't know these people. Yeah. They are so far away from my life. Right. But it's also like the medical system, you know, Mm. like, is it that hard to care for a patient?
1: I think it is. Like, I think our medical system sucks. I've (laughs) ever seen that in Korea, like a bunch of um, older people, just are like there's a lot of the homeless po- population in Korea's elders because like they, it's like the price of like living is so bad. Do you, like it's like what's happening in care now. Like inflation is skyrocketing. It's terrible. Like yeah. all theft is gonna be on the rise because people can't afford food. Oh
0: boy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gosh, I've noticed that the past few like grocery trips. Yeah. Been a little upsetting.
1: <laughs> yeah. How I feel. It's like the hot like the price of hot pockets is astronomical. Is it? Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. (laughs) But yeah, I don't even know what like changed in price for me in all honesty.
1: I just know the end of the cart was like twenty bucks more than usual and I was like, um
0: twenty. Dang. I only hit about ten, but I was still just not not a well, because camper uh, like do you
1: like when you fluctuate with what you're buying because sometimes you have to right. buy the essentials too besides like just like the normal food like but, yeah like I had to buy like trash bags and crap and all that oh my god yeah I, it feels weird because you're like one person living alone you're like it should not cost as much for one person but then it's like oh yeah it does <laughs> yeah I don't know
0: should give everybody a copy of the communist Manifest.
1: Oh my god.
0: Nah. No. I don't I don't
1: know. Felt Bernie, feel the birds.
0: This isn't a political podcast. Well it kind of is, but it isn't, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, nothing should what? be as expensive as it is. I, I have a
1: question for a big sports fan here. Are you watching the World Cup? No.
0: <laughs> I I feel like I should.
1: Yeah. But I'm not watching but I'm I'm listening to who's winning. I just I don't have the attention span to watch a like, whole game. yeah, but I will, yeah. I will read who's winning so I can know what's happening on Twitter when I see what's trending.
0: The only game that I heard about so far was the UK and US like zero zero. I thought that was so funny.
1: That sounds about right.
0: That's terrible.
1: <laughs> well, it's all right. People like the problem with like people Americans in failure. like with people watching <laughs> soccer. Like a lot of people are forever sports because it's like, soccer goals take forever to get. To be honest, as a former soccer player.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's how it is with, like, football and stuff, too, right? Yeah. It, football takes forever. I hate football. It's the worst. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> this is our foray into politics is through football. I just, I remember, because I was a marching band kid. Yeah. We got to leave after halftime, but it was such a, such a, it sucks Just the time between, like, when you got there, like, before the game started, and then they take all these random little breaks. Yeah, and it's just like play the game, throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. I watched a football game at a uh, at Thanksgiving and it ugh, kills your spirit.
1: Yeah. Huh. I feel like we're running these uh, running out of things to talk
0: about. <laughs> oh. Not, do you have any like holiday what are your December plans?
1: Zero idea. Probably gonna be at my cousin's. Because mm. she usually has something, oh. but we shall see.
0: I signed we shall up for a class that started today, but I haven't
1: looked at it. Uh I have to check my uh, the reason I was I'm trying to check I need to check my D2L because like mm. I had one big grade that like my first put in yet it says he was taking forever and greeting but i'm I, i'm nervous he just forgot to do my grade for that and it's not gonna show up and the grades are gonna get locked and they get like sc- like screwed
0: well grades aren't due until december 1st
1: okay well i need to check then
0: I actually I, i've been trying to not worry about my grades either but now i am
1: you can thank me for that guys all Sorry, right i
0: still don't have any
1: whatever Well, yeah. We hope you uh, enjoyed this episode, guys. (laughs) A lot of feeling content.
0: Yeah. Sorry that it is kind of a lot of... You could probably end the episode right after we get done with the paperwork and be just fine.
1: No, they want to hear our thoughts. Um, True fans stayed.
0: (laughs) What are we talking about next week?
1: Next week we're watching Krampus. What is that? It is a scary movie, scary Christmas movie about. So, there's a Slavic thing where Krampus is like the evil Santa Claus. So, like if you're on the naughty list, now Santa just gives you coal. Krampus like steals you away from your parents, and like he's evil. Like he's do more than give you coal. I'll just say that.
0: Oh, I wonder if we should talk about the like French Christmas story.
1: Hmm. Okay. Maybe.
0: It's sort of like I don't know why Europeans love. Like the naughty list kids to be like killed, but it's
1: it's because like European folklore is about scaring children into like listening to their parents. Like they didn't hit them; they there, just it there was been told ways
0: tor- to scare people.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, in America, we try to copy them with like the New Jersey Devil and all that weird stuff. What? You never heard of it? It's no? like a it's like a half horse, half dragon thing in New- that supposedly lives in the woods in New Jersey.
0: No. Con- I have so many feelings about New Jersey. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening. We'll be talking about that movie next week. Um, and maybe some other stuff, depending on what yeah. the hour allows us. You can keep up with our socials at Deathropology on Instagram and Tumblr. That is D-A-T-H-R-O-P-O-L-O-G-Y. Or you can email us at deathropology at com. which is a great reminder that I do need to reply to somebody. So thank you to that person for reaching out.
1: Did someone reached out on the email?
0: Uh, it was somebody I emailed for uh, Robux. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, your next show is every day I have the blues. Look forward to that and have a great week.
1: See you guys.